And there we go. We are back again for another episode of the Beautiful Mind Game podcast. And uh, to make it a bit easier, this is someone who has literally just... She's impressed me so much with how much she's gone through from just interviewing her on Friday Night Counterattack. I had to bring her over to the Beautiful Mind Game podcast and I had to introduce her to Millie. So, um, Millie, thank you very much for joining the podcast today. I hope you're well. We are going to dive straight into this episode with the captain of Afghanistan's national football women's team, uh, Shabnam. So, Shabnam, thank you very much for joining the podcast. I know we're short for time, but I wanted to get straight into it. And I wanted to make it as seamless as possible for you as well, because there's so much that I'm yet to learn about you. And there's so much that I really want to get into. And <clears throat> personally, I just wanted to know, first of all, um, well, first of all, Shabnam, how are you? Because I'm getting too excited about this again, because it's such a good time to see you again, Shabnam. So how are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I think this is a brilliant platform to talk about mindset and the struggle that the footballer goes through. Um, so thank you for having me. I think uh, I'll share my knowledge and hopefully the listeners can learn. Fantastic. And thank you. Yeah, that's okay. And Shabna, meet Millie. So Millie is also a footballer like yourself as well. Um, so you're both playing in midfield. So uh, Millie, how is it to finally get another midfielder on <clears throat> onto the podcast today? Um, to learn a bit more about football and about mental health. So you're both in the same uh, bracket today, which is quite good, Millie. Yeah, it's amazing. And I honestly can't wait to learn more about you, Shabnam. Honestly, Hams has told me a lot and I can't wait to hear more. And we said just before, didn't we, that you're a little bit more deeper in midfield than I am. I'm a little bit more attacking. So we'd contradict each other quite well, I think. We'd complement each other quite well. That's the word, complement each other quite well. Right, yes, yeah. Previously on, on another podcast, I called Shabnam the Afghani Iniesta. So I was like, if you've got the Afghani Iniesta and Millie being the Afga uh, being the Blackburn Javi, then we've got two really good midfielders right there as well, I think, which is really, really good. Um, yeah, this isn't something you hear every day, Shabnam. But yeah, we're, we're excited about this podcast. We're, we're loving to hear a lot more from you as well. Um, but first things first, just for our listeners on this platform, can you just introduce yourself, um, what you've achieved in the game and um, realistically speaking, what's your what's your favorite achievement in football, Shabnam? Yeah, so my name is Shabnam and I'm 28 years old and I'm based in New Jersey right now. And so far in football, I think the biggest achievement is to be able to represent uh, Afghanistan for me and being the captain has obviously comes with a lot of uh, responsibilities. Um, and so I think that's my biggest achievement. And also seeing and giving back to the people uh, in my home country um, is probably also one of the top achievements that I have. That's incredible. And with everyone who hasn't known about what's happening with the Afghanistani national women's team, unfortunately, they've had to flee Afghanistan and they've had to go um, across the world with the majority of the team going off to Australia um, for seeking asylum as well. So Shabnam, I wanted to ask you a bit more about how that's made you feel that there are certain countries out there willing to help um, with Afghanistan's uh, women's team as well. Because there's been a lot of positive press about Afghanistan's women's team and the heroics they've gone through as well. Can you tell us a bit more about that, if that's okay? Yeah, of course. I think it's incredible to see how uh, the world of football comes together in situations like this where other footballers are in danger and they really come together. And the beauty of the game is to connect people. And we all came together and my teammates 
which I call my sisters, uh, were evacuated from Afghanistan. And it was an incredible feeling to know that Australia just welcomed my sisters to their country and just they gave them a warm welcome and um, showed that the game of football and the people in the game of football is uh, genuine and they care about other footballers um, and they really care about the sport. And because you care about the sport, then that's actually something that can save your life. What was literally what was happening with the, um, with the national team. Um, so I think them playing football was the biggest, biggest thing right then when they were, because that was actually the reason that they could flee the country. If they were not playing the sport, they wouldn't be able to, they got recognized. Uh, um, and because of their skills and because of their, um, their ability to play football. So I think uh, it's a, it, it was very incredible for me. It was very overwhelming to see um, so many people come together and help. I mean, there's also other people that could do more. Uh, I'm not going to say names, obviously, but there, there's some organization, football organization, bigger organization that could do more to help uh, more athletes out of Afghanistan. Um and obviously, there's always more we can do. But I was very happy with uh, my sisters getting out of Afghanistan in that situation. Yeah, because it was quite an inspiring story to to really read about. And especially for you as the captain at the time to tell. Because um, ever since we've had that p- first podcast, I've seen a lot more uh, news articles from you and new, uh, news reports from you as well, like Sky Sports and through different uh, articles. So like the journalist, I think I forgot what the name of the journalist was that interviewed you. Um, but he was talking about how much pressure there must have been for you personally being the captain and having that added responsibility. How did that kind of, um, but was that a burden for you? Was that a privilege for you to actually help so many people get to safety for you, Shabna? I think, I mean, I was kind of uh, in the background with this whole thing. I was just making sure that uh, the players in Afghanistan were doing okay. So I think in a situation like that, you when you see somebody being in a situation where they could potentially get hurt like physically and they're hurt mentally because they live under trauma, then I don't think you can allow yourself to be hurt because you need to be the strong uh, support that they can come to. Um, so even though I was very hurt and I wasn't in this situation, but I could still be hurt because it's, it's, it's the people I care about. It's my teammates. Um, I think in that moment, I was thinking to myself that this is like, you have five minutes to be sad. That's it. And then you have to get out there and just be like, you need to show them support and you need to be some type of positivity in their life because there's like literally Taliban was going from door to door, like bringing people out. And, uh, I remember talking to one of my teammates. She was like, what if they come to my door tomorrow? What if they come in the next hour? And if I tell her, well, like, I'm, I'm sad too. And and like, imagine if that happened. I add to her sadness. And it's not going to help in that situation. So I think what I, what I really wanted to do, and I think I did pretty good, was just trying to be that solid, uh, positive, positive support and be like uh, some type of hope and bring them... Um, like give them in words, try to explain to them verbally that this, there's a way out of this and we will get there inshallah and um, and you don't have to worry. We, like, of course they have to worry. This It's a situation where you worry. Um, so I was very careful with the words that I was using. Um, but I think 
just being strong in a moment for them, uh, they took a lot for me because I, I just couldn't be myself and express the emotions that I had. So I had to suppress my emotions in order for them to uh, be able to be supported in that situation. And I, um, and it was amazing because once they got evacuated, then I heard this um, voice memo from one of the one of my teammates. She literally was screaming in the voice memo saying, oh, we got evacuated and we're on our way to Australia. We are in Dubai right now. And I was, it was just like the best feeling because that's when I was thinking, this is the moment that I've been strong for. This is the moment and they're in safety now. So that's, Alhamdulillah, it was great to hear that my my teammates got out of there um, safely. It was it was a very traumatic experience for them, especially with the airport situation, the chaos that there was there. And if they didn't know the right people, they were not allowed in, even though if they had the papers, it was just so chaotic. Uh, but I don't think I did as much as they did. They were like literally on the ground and they were standing strong throughout the whole experience. And I mean, hats off to these women. They are just incredible and so strong and they have so much courage. Um, I mean, what else can we really say to that? Because how did you kind of manage your mental health at that time as well, Shabnam? Because you've got a family as well to look after. You're not in the same situation. How did you tend to manage everything? Because for me, managing the family situation, I find it tough, but you're managing like you said, your second family for your sisters going across to the other side of the world, literally just trying to escape war at the same time from the Taliban. So how did you mentally cope with that? Were you okay? I know you said you weren't as involved as much, but it must have been a, a mental toll on you at the time as well, I would imagine. Yeah, of course. I mean, it wasn't easy. I wouldn't say it was an easy journey and it wasn't an easy couple of weeks to go through. But I think uh, I've always had the mentality of whatever I'm struggling with right now, if I can help somebody in this struggle and I take upon their struggle as well, then I'm okay with that. Because uh, at the end of the day, when they got into, when they got to safety, that's also, that also helped reveal my struggles and my, like when, when they were in Dubai and they were safe, they were out of Afghanistan, that was when I could breathe out and be like, oh, thank God they're like safe now. Um, and I think, uh, I didn't really use any specific um, tools to cope with the mechanism. I I often looked at my daughter. She's three years old. And I just was like, imagine if I had to do that for her. I had to be strong for her. So they would, So I called them my sisters and they're my family members. So I, I have to just pull everything together. And my mental state can wait. I can I can deal with that later. Uh, but for now, this is the more important situation, and this is where I have to be stronger um, to help them through. Once they are on the safe side and they're better, then I can take a step back and just really work with me and look in and like discover what type of feeling that I didn't express. And I kind of have to uh, find a way to just get my mental state back. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's just extraordinary. Um... I'll, I'll stop the questions because I think Millie will have to react to that in a in a professional way than me because I'm just kind of taken aback by a second. But uh, Millie, what do you have to kind of say to how Shabnam literally helps rescue so many of her teammates and help them get to safety um, from Afghanistan to Australia? I mean, it's literally like extraordinary. Like it's 
insane to listen to. It's unbelievable to listen to. And it's it's quite like emotional to think that you and your teammates, your sisters, as you called them, went through that. And it sounds like it's it was either like um, fight or flight, your mindset. You had to just like do what you needed to do and get the job done, get them to safety before you could even think about yourself. That was the job that needed to be done. And I think that, I mean, just listening to it, it's it's quite emotional because it's so, um, like we always talk about things and I always talk about my games. And when I've played a game, I come away and I think, oh, we've lost the game. But when you speak like that, that doesn't matter. Like nothing else matters because you're talking about real life situations, a real life circumstance that has happened. And like you said before, the football saved their lives. Like, and it was football, that the bigger game that have saved your teammates' lives. And the fact that you've all gone through that together as women as well, as a, a woman myself listening to what you've been through, it's really like, it's emotional for me, to be honest, to listen to. It really is. I mean, yeah, I, I'm honestly, I'm a bit speechless again. I think it's incredible what you've been through and how you've all dealt with it, how you've all dealt with it. What is the situation like now, Shabnam? That was going to be my next question. Just Shabnam, wanted to go- you're bringing the emotions to us now again, Shabnam, for goodness sake. Um, <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's insane. Sorry. There's a lot of emotion attached to this team and this whole story. But yeah, to come back to Mila's question um, about what the situation is right now. So currently in Afghanistan, obviously the women cannot play. I mean, they're also banned from going to school. So, um, And I think it was yesterday or sorry, Friday when, when there was like another uh, suicide bomb attack um, in an a education center where like I think uh, 21 students died and they were all females. So it's really not a good place to be a female in Afghanistan right now. I mean, they're just taking everything away from them. They're taking basic human rights away. Like everybody needs and everybody have the right to um, get education, right? But they're just taking that away. So sport is not something that's on the table at all. Like women are not allowed to play sport. And and that's really sad. Um, but to get back to my teammates, they're currently in Australia and they're doing very well and they are getting back to their normal. Life. Obviously, they need a lot of uh, mental um, help getting through this trauma- uh, traumatizing uh, experience that they've had. And some of them do have family members that can support them through their to the experience of getting um, their new life set up. And some of them do not. So some of them are alone, which is also very sad because their family members are, are in Afghanistan. And... Um, some of their family members can be targeted by the Taliban. And so they constantly have the struggle that they live with, even though, so we can think of it like, even though you shift location, you still have the mental struggles. Like the mental struggle doesn't go anywhere. It's still there and you still have to work with them. And not only is there just with you, but also now your family is in Afghanistan. So you have to also think about them. Um, And so, but I think the one way that we, I, learn to cope with a lot of things that's going on in my life and I think my my teammates does as well is when they play football that's like the best 
like they just cope with a lot of they use that as a coping um, mechanism to get like a little bit of an escape from the real world and the real problem that they are facing. Well, at least there's some little light of positivity there as well, from what I can see and from what I can experience as well there, Shabnam. So um, it's just really nice to see that there's some positive way of moving forward as well for this team and for the people as well, because like you said, it's not the best time. It's never been the best time exactly um, from what I've understood from Afghanistan as well, but it goes to show that people are still seeing the, the positive light in things and there are ways of moving forward as well, which is really nice to see. And like you said, there are bigger organisations who you won't name. I think I know who you're talking about. That won't actually help. I might choose to help as well. But um, but no, Shabnam, you're telling me about your mental health. You're telling me about how you literally just became a hero, a national hero for your country, basically, is what you were telling us. I know you're blushing there, but it's true. You are literally a national hero without you I even realising it. Um, people yeah. who are better than me, but... You're all heroes from what I can see and from what I've read as well and from what you've told us. So it goes to show that there are literally everyday heroes wherever you're looking or wherever you're not looking. So I'm glad that we had the opportunity to speak about that, Shabnam. Um, but no, next question I kind of wanted to ask you, it's more about how um, you've spoken about how representing the Afghanistani national team was such a proud moment for you. But I wanted to kind of know, have you received... Um, any kind of support from different footballers across the world or any football organizations? Because if I remember correctly, you were working with a, um, was it with the GGW Cup um, that you were working with previously as well? And that you're working in a different type of um, organization, Team 10, I think it was called. Was that correct? Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to hear more about, about that, if that's okay, because I was working with different people from different parts of Europe as well, if I remember as well. So if you can tell us a bit more about that, that'd be quite nice, Shadman. Yeah, so um, the organization that you mentioned, Global Goal World Cup, uh, I've been working with them and I've been, actually, ever since I was 15 years old, I've tried to give back to refugees uh, where I was. So I actually started coaching and uh, tutoring in uh, math and Danish. Um, so I was teaching soccer to like uh refugees around my block when i was younger um boys and girls um and i've tried to work with organization that does uh that type of uh change first like communities uh, around denmark and um europe um and i was and i'm still am but i'm not so active anymore uh but a coach for Global Gold World Cup. Um, it's a it's a Danish organization that's based in Copenhagen, and basically what they do is they just have like this soccer. On I say soccer because I'm in the United States now, but this football. I, I don't forgive you for that, by the way, Shabnam. Football. It was it's still, it's still football in Denmark. Remember? Yeah. So what they do is they uh, actually try to empower um, women and girls around the world i uh, i think recently they're doing some uh football activities in jordan uh and they try to empower them uh with giving them uh, leadership skills through football uh which is amazing because uh you can actually boost your confidence and you can boost the like your knowledge and you can actually become a better leader uh through these workshops that they do um, so I've worked for them and I also work for one of the organizations that you didn't mention is called Girl Power Organization, which is uh, the founder is a very good friend of mine, Khalida. 
she was like a major, a key player in evacuating um, the um, the Afghanistan women's national team. She was, if you think that I'm a national hero, you should talk to her. She's like beyond. Um, so I mean, you're both former captains of Afghanistan as well. So right. it goes to show that again, you're both leading as example, like like captains do. So yeah, definitely, yeah. I would say both of you would be. So her organization, I worked for, um, and I'm still trying to work for that as well, and trying to start up something here in the United States. Um, and there's a lot of things that I've been doing throughout my life that's like volunteer work, um, because I believe in giving back and trying to give to the people that doesn't have so much, uh, so many opportunities, and try to maybe bring some type of positive change into their life, their like the daily life. Um, and with yourself as well, you said that you became a coach as well and you were coaching. If I remember reading correctly, you were coaching in Dubai or you learned how to coach in Dubai. Was that correct? Right. So I actually learned, uh, I have my C um, license. You have okay. a C license. Uh, and I'm planning to take the B and an A, inshallah, in the future. Um, but I, yeah, I, I think once I won, I don't want to be on the field anymore. I would love, love to just still be connected to football and uh, coach um, and ultimately the biggest dream of mine was to coach the African women's national team uh, which it's still there I mean I'm still dreaming about it so we'll see what happens before we can I on, just before we can I just that, jump in I was gonna you say know, Millie go has spent time in Dubai and Shabnam has spent time in Dubai Millie is trying to jump in because she thinks she's going to talk about Dubai but that's exactly why I wanted to bring that up because you could have both been in Dubai playing football at the same time. Do you know how cool that would have been? Shabnam, um, what... you've, re- you've read my mind. What years did you both spend in Dubai? So Shabnam, when did when were you in Dubai to and from? And Millie, when were uh, you in Dubai to and from? I was there between 20... 2017 and I was actually there for New Year's 2018 as well. Okay. And Millie, when were you in Dubai from? Exactly the same time exactly the same time yeah <laughs> I was gonna say I knew it I knew it already I knew it yeah we, we must have been in the same like circle like we must have seen each other out in Dubai I, yeah yeah not just because we're in Dubai together but, I mean because we played football yeah. and coached in Dubai I played yeah. for um I think at the time there was a seven aside league going on in Jebel Ali okay it doesn't well, um, I was mostly there for just the coaching license and um, the Nash, the team, the coach, the head coach of the national uh, UAE team. Mm-hmm. She was actually uh, the whole course. She was um, so I was I was literally living where they used where they do all the football work at the federation type of in Dubai. In Dubai, yes, and I and did I, play there as well. Yeah, I didn't really leave that place because I was there for a couple of days and I just finished my course and I had to come back for other stuff um so I didn't really get to explore Dubai but I'm sure it's it's a nice country to explore mm-hmm. and the football's getting better as well the federation and everything is really 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 improving especially since I was there yeah yeah it's amazing like the facilities that they have is I mean in Afghanistan we don't have much so when I saw that the facilities and like they have proper changing rooms and all this stuff we don't really have we we had like a little office space in Afghanistan in Kabul where like all the girls came in and 
um, and they were just changing clothes at the office space and we would just like pull down the blinds and just, and that goes to show you that when you have less, you appreciate when you have more. Like it's just the Afghan uh, footballers has been struggling like on all areas of football, not only like they didn't get proper balls, they didn't get proper fields, they didn't get proper like gear. There's nothing, nothing for them. Um, so, yeah. You know Humble. what's fascinating? You know what's really fascinating through all that? That you you still played, like you all still played, and all the women still played. Like in Dubai, there were so many women from around the world, like hundreds of different different countries, and they all just wanted to play football. Like I'd never seen anything like it, and we all just played together. And the mm. fact that you've just said you had such less facilities and just everything all together, but you still all joined together and just had this desire to play. It's fascinating. Right. It's the passion for the game is just, it, it's it's like in the heart. It, it doesn't matter if you get the proper things and the opportunities. It's just the passion that grows and grows and grows. And once you have that type of passion, you don't really care about getting like uh, uh, the nicest shorts or the nicest soccer boots. You just want... You just want to play the game. That's all you want. Mm-hmm. And when you have then, that passion, it's special. Right. And then the worst part is that that's the passion that they kind of take away from you. When the Taliban got into Afghanistan, then that was not even there anymore. Like, we didn't even get anything. But now you're taking my passion away. It's unimaginable. Yeah. But it, the funniest thing is, again, it has nothing to do with what you were just saying, but it's so funny that I knew both of you were in Dubai at the same time, so I thought there could have been a chance that you both met or played against each other in a game of football in Dubai. That would have been crazy, but now yeah. we know it's, now we know it's not true. But you were in the same you're in the same place, which is also quite cool um, as well. Um, but no, Shabnam, I wanted to finish off this podcast just by asking you one or two questions, and Millie will say the same as well. She normally has a few last minute questions for us as well after learning so much of what you've talked about. One thing I wanted to ask from you is just in terms of your dream of becoming um, the coach of the Afghanistani women's team. I'm doing my coaching badges as well. If there is a job vacancy available, will I get an interview or will I get hired? That's the question. Of course. I mean, there's we always welcome people. Um, we always love to learn from other people. So I think... If you ha- have the talents and the requirements are filled, then why not? Of course. Fantastic. That's that's just my way of trying to get another job out there um, done already, <laughs> which is pretty good. And then um, going forward as well, um, my last question before I hand over to me, Millie, what's, what do you think your legacy is going to be, Shablam, for what you've done for your teammates, what you've done for your country? What, do you, what, what would you like your legacy to be in football? I think when I started this journey, I always went by like very three simple phrases be the change um it's literally thinking about being the walking change where we where you go um uh it doesn't matter if it's like in the sports world uh but i think a lot of people use this these terms and they might not uh do it themselves like if you want to be the change you kind of have to do things yourself to be the walking chain so people can see you and you lead by example. So I think what I would wish to be left behind if when I leave this world is that when people say my name, they they can be like, oh, she was actually somebody who created change somehow. 
um i think that's that's what i would love to be remembered as somebody who who made some type of change uh in somebody's life and it has positive um with positivity and hope and uh, yeah i think yeah i think I, i think it's hard for me to put into word what it would be but yeah i think this is this is the perfect way i can describe it yeah it definitely is perfect um, Millie, any last questions for Shabnam before we wrap up the episode? You've basically just answered all my questions in one sentence. Honestly, I was going to ask you about your legacy, your philosophy, but being the change is like an amazing thing, an amazing way to end as well. Yeah, there's nothing more we can really add because Shabnam's once again, twice we've had a conversation, Shabnam, and you've taken my breath away. I'm getting all emotional and my lips getting all wobbly from what you've um, just told us and informed us about as well. I can't even get my words out right. That's how you know it's not even a, it's not even a joke. I'm actually getting emotional about what you've actually uh, spoke to us as well. Um, but no, next time when the Beautiful Mind Game goes abroad and we go abroad to New Jersey, we will let you know if you are there and we'll have an in-person conversation with you. But likewise, if you are back in Europe, do let us know. It'd be very good fun. And um, one last message for our listeners as well. If they can learn a bit more about you, a bit more about your journey, a bit more about your country's journey, um, where can they learn that from you, Shabna? Um, I mean, if they want to know, I am very open to people who are asking questions. If they want to personally get in touch with me, they can get in touch with me through Instagram. Otherwise, you guys can Google my name. I mean, there's a little bit of research out there. Um. Or we have, if you guys want to know more about the Afghanistan Women's National Team, then we have a Facebook page. You guys can always uh, send us a DM in there and we'll be more than happy to reply and just share our knowledge. That's fantastic. That's really, really good, Shabnam. Thank you again for your conversation today and for your honest words and for your kind words as well. Millie, I'll let you close out the podcast because I'm going to start getting a couple of tissues and start crying um, emotionally. So, yeah, Millie, this is yours to close off the podcast. Yeah, just thank you again. Thank you, Hams, and thank you, Shabnam, for coming on again. It's been amazing to meet you and just to learn about your story. And thank you for sharing it. I mean, we said it in the little break we had. This is what the Beautiful Mind Game is all about. Like, it's literally what it's all about. So, Thank you for sharing. And for anyone listening, as always, please follow us, share us. And if you have been inspired by this story today, share it, give us a shout out. And yeah, just keep following us. Thank you very much, everyone listening. Have a great day and goodbye.